Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game of Nodes, the podcast by independent validators of the cosmos. So today we are a reduced team here. Um, some of our colleagues, the Frey and uh, Schultze, have incredibly poorly timed when they're going to be at shit internet, uh, which they are at right now. So they tried to get on here and it didn't work out very well. So I think they're, they're talking like, uh, you know, single digit megabits. I, it's unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of these days. Um, so you're stuck with myself, Null, and we've got uh, Usurper here. And we're joined today by Thyborg and Ghost from Whispernode. So um, we also have fucked up and didn't make notes from uh, last week to follow up. <laughs> so, so we don't have any uh, follow-up from last week. And it looks like we don't have any ask gone from this week. So as we're talking, if you guys uh, want to ask questions... Um, we can jot them down in our spreadsheet and we'll address them when we get to the end or if they're relevant, we'll address them at the time. Um, so anyway, Serp is going to give an introduction to uh, the project that Thyborg and Ghost have been working on and it's been the subject of conversation a couple of times in the last few weeks. So I think uh, today we're going to get a pretty good conversation um, on this particular topic. Serpa. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh over the last few weeks, like as Null said, over the last few weeks, we've had a little bit more conversation coming up around governments, governance in the cosmos. In the cosmos, can't talk. Um, and it's come up both from a couple different groups that um, I think a few weeks before consensus and then at consensus, there was a lot of different kind of separate governance related conversations that I had and I think others had that were down there. And we were kind of sharing notes and those types of things. And around that same time, or a little bit before that, actually. Um, there was a group that originally called the Validator Cosmos League. There's now just valid, uh, Cosmos Validators, right? Sorry. Um, that Thyborg and Ghost and I believe also uh, Tom from Ecostake, uh, kind of the three original um, the founders of that. And, and, and all these different groups that we've at least had some conversations with have had slightly different approaches to this. Um, but being independent validators, and this group is being started by by independent validators and others, um, this is the one I think that we've had you know a lot of conversations about, and has a huge amount of backing going around and a lot of conversation. So maybe maybe I can stop talking. Maybe Thyborg or Ghost, you guys want to give a little bit of background in terms of how the three of you started talking about this and kind of what what you know uh, kind of prompted this this creation of this group, um, or at least starting to open the conversation up, and then maybe we can go from there. Yeah, for sure. So um, I can start. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having mm-hmm. me. I'm actually uh, so the backstory. Maybe my backstory first. Uh, I um, so I come from an economic background, but I, I've worked in tech for the last ten years, and um, I sold one of my, my company recently. That, that was last year, and so I started, you know, uh, getting into crypto. Uh, actually, spending time to understand how everything worked. And, um, you know, I, I came across Cosmos. I felt that was a very interesting ecosystem to, to look into. Uh, but I actually, when I bought my first Atom, um, I kept them at, at Kraken for a while. And then after maybe a couple of months, uh, I, I moved them on chain. But I staked them with Uobi, right, for, for at least uh, at least six months. 
which was great because I missed all the airdrops for Osmosis, uh, for Juno, for everything. And I think, um, you know, that, that's a common experience, basically, that people move their, their stuff online or on-chain, mm -hmm. and they see a list of, of you know, names, and they're going to pick the one that is, you know, the most recognizable, uh, and obviously the one that is on top of the list. Um, so, you know, that when, once you get into Cosmos more, you realize, you know, this is a very stupid thing to do, to put your stuff with Binance, Kraken, URB, uh, you know, they, they have a high commission, and they give you nothing. And as you go, go deeper and deeper, you realize they're not uh, contributing either. So from uh, from that, I, I looked a little bit, you know, what, what was what was being done uh, to you know fix that because I, I started to meet you know somebody else that actually do stuff, um, make make things for the network, uh, and realize you know there I didn't see like there was any clear path to to fixing that. Um, so I started doing these. Uh, Cosmos reports and in in the Cosmos report, uh, you know, being active on Twitter, uh, I started doing some uh, interviews with. Uh, uh, I think I did in the end eight validators, where they explained to me, you know, how they got into Cosmos, where they were based, and also what kind of contribution they had made previously. So, you know, Tom from Ecosake one was was uh, one of these guys, and you know, Tom is one of the one of the big ones because he he built a Restake, which is uh, auto compounder for. Um, staking rewards, um, which you know, I don't know how many validators are using now, but that, that that's a whole bunch. Um, and I felt you know, okay, well, there, there's something there. Uh, we can we can you know maybe the the way I've been running things right now, and basically you know on my own very subjectively, uh, putting putting great and you know ranking people in a, in in that way uh, was not scalable and was not you know that useful. The, the threads were getting some attention, but not you know it was not going to be used in the long term, basically. And so um, Tom, um, Tom had been working on the Cosmos directory, which I'm sure you guys know about. Um, it's, it's extremely useful. I was super impressed to see what he, what he had done there. And so we, we basically thought, okay, let's, let's, um, you know, let's combine these two, these two projects. Let's, let's, let's join forces. And Ghost uh, was uh, joined at uh, you know pretty much at the same time. Like you know, we with I think um, Ghost can you can talk about that. But Tom and yourself had been talk had been talking about something similar. Um, and yeah, we we said okay, let's let's define what we want to do. Let's define how we want to do it. We made a, a GitHub um, a post uh, that I shared online to explain you know the the goal, which would be to build a ranking. Initially, that's all like that. Now you know the the project has a little bit. Uh, evolved based on on the feedback, uh, but it started as doing a ranking where we would put you know rank validators based on their contribution to the networks where they participate. So that would include uh, two two kind of data. Uh, one would be quantitative data, uh, which would be based on uh, you know number of votes, uh, so participation in governance. That would be based on um, slashing events, uh, missed blocks, you know all all that um, all that on chain stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, we we, we want to include stuff that is a little bit more qualitative, qualitative, and therefore you know harder to to measure. Um, and that that means, for instance, stuff like the restake app, uh, stuff like you know Pocket Two is doing is doing a state sync. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every every validator has done some GitHub, some tool contribution, some some you know they've, they've built some tooling for the network that is being used by others, and we want to make sure that. You know the, the the general public knows about it. Yeah, so that's a that's a brief intro. I think Ghost can can you know uh, tell you if I miss anything. No, definitely. So 
my involvement with this kind of started uh, pretty much around the same time that I threw out my Eve-most post, and hopefully you guys can hear me okay. If not, I'm kind of adjust. But, um, you know, the Eve-most post about decentralization and just that's been my biggest thing for a while now is pushing decentralization. You know, a lot of these chains, the Nakamoto coefficient is like four, five, six, you know, so these top validators go down, the whole chain halts, it's a security risk, it's been a big issue that, you know, it, it needs to be talked about and we need to find solutions to it. And as a validator, you know, we do have a few networks where we are top four, five, six, and even then I still push the same message of decentralization, even at, you know, if it's going to affect us, that's fine. I would rather promote long-term, you know, security and just longevity of everything versus own personal profit. Um, you know, I truly believe in the cosmos and everything that it's trying to accomplish and just, yeah, you know, so when I kind of saw Thyborg doing these threads and then between, um, you know, Tom and his contributions and just various other validators and their contributions, um, you know, it was inspiring. And I think my original inspiration for this really came back uh, about a month or two in from when I first started validating. I started in November with Whispernode. Uh, I think in December, I came across Bro and Bro's uh, GitHub repo they did like a gist and it was this sort of uh you know early like ranking system for validators not just based on their vp but also based on you know just other qualitative like metrics um you know like what's what are they doing outside of just validating are they contributing things are they building things what's their uh you know max commission rates at two are they building RPC nodes or, you know, API nodes, like all this other stuff. So I thought about that and I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to expand on that. So, um, you know, just in the past month or two, it's kind of come up more and more, especially with Evmos really taking off. And we've seen over there how quickly that's blown up and how the top few have really gained a high foothold there. Um, you know, so it's just become a really important thing for me. And, you know, even at the cost of our own selves, it's fine. I will continue to push the message. Um, but we thought putting together a discord, a community, a way for validators, foundations, teams, chains themselves, other, you know, projects, analysts, contributors of the cosmos as a whole. Um, bringing them all together to kind of discuss these topics, gather feedback, and then find a way to use that feedback um, and create some sort of system, whether it was a scorecard, a ranking system, whatever, you know, to provide to the community so that they had alternative ways to look at it versus just going to MintScan and seeing, okay, top 10, I'm always going to pick the top 10, you know, because I feel like the safest bets. So that is... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, my motivation for it. It's just really decentralization. This top four, five, six stuff, it, it hurts us all in the long run. Not just as validators, but the community as well. You know, everybody's putting their investments at risk. So, 
for everybody listening, if, if it sounds like Ghost is talking from inside of a fishbowl, it because he actually is talking from inside of a fishbowl because you can't see this. But he's got the ghost whisper. He's got a whisper note head on, and the mic shoved in there. What are you doing with that? No, so I have uh, <laughs> I have my wireless earbuds in here. I've got the mic here, and then I got camera hooked up up top. If it, if it's that bad, it's looking I can good take it off. It's, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. So, and then okay. I, you guys talked a lot about Evmos because Evmos is, you know, obviously it's a bit top heavy, right? I think the Nakamoto co- coefficient, which what we're talking about here, at least with the definition that I know of is, is what, pers- how many validators from the top down do you need to get to be above 33 and a third percent, right? Or third, whatever it is, right? 33 and a third um, to be able to get to that point. So right now that number would, I guess, be five because five validators within Evmos is about 36.6. Um, four barriers is 32.91, which, which basically means five, those top five go down and the chain halts and we're, we're stuck. Or even those, those maybe top two, two, in this case, three makes up almost 30%. So those three plus a couple down the list. And next thing you know, you're at that, at that structure, right? It doesn't have to be just the top five. And so obviously that for folks who don't know, that's obviously, a um, not only a concern from, um, um, from a halt perspective, it's an uptime side of the house. There's, there's a lot of things that kind of come to that, to that large percentage, right? Definitely. There's, there's a few big standouts. Like um, if you look at Carver, Carver's got a massive top heavy uh, contingent there with those validators. And I think what's even worse is that it's a sex centralized exchange validator. That's actually mm-hmm. got that. And I think that's nearing on 30%. Um, I haven't looked wow. at it for a while, but I'm, I think from histories uh, from, from what I previously looked at it, it was nearing on 30% of the network power in, in one validator at the top. Uh, I mean, if you look at the history of um, staking and staking habits, it's pretty clear that uh, people from the outside looking in without knowing too much about networks and the validators come in and just, you know, pick the, the ones at the top of the list because they're probably, um, you know, Uh, perceived to be a safer bet in terms of slashing so also you know it's it's in our nature that um, bigger is better and towards the top is considered to be the bigger one um so i guess um for for people who are listening who aren't too familiar uh with some of the issues that can happen um when networks get too much power in one or two validators um might talk about that a little bit because it's not uh i think other validators especially ones that are at the top um think that the concern of the rest of the validator community is that they're making all the money and no one else is um so you know that is one factor of course uh, but that's not the only factor and you know depending on who you are uh, depends on your motivations, really. Um, but, you know, at Kingnodes, we're concerned primarily about um, uh, network health, but we also have concern, um, you know, that we would like to make more money as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, so when it comes to network health, uh, the problem is if you get too much voting power, in just a couple of nodes. All right, so Todd has written in the comments here that on Carver, Kraken has 27% of the network and Malia has another 11% of the network. So what that means is that there's 38% of the network voting power uh, in two validators, right? 
So to give an example, yesterday we observed um, and I posted into one of our chats that there was a situation where probably I would say eight to 12 validators all started missing blocks at the same time. Um, and, you know, we speculated what that might be um, and landed on that. It was probably a network outage um, either in a region or in a data center. Um, and with those, potentially those nodes concentrated into one data center um, or region, then those nodes all went offline at the same time. So if Kraken and, and uh, Malia on Carver are in the same data center and they have a network outage, then the the network stops working. It'll just turn off because they've lost too much of the vote power. So yeah. work outage can span anywhere from a few seconds to a couple of days, depending on what the problem is. If someone's dug a hole and ripped a bloody, um, you know, fiber cable out of the ground, then it could take days to, to muster some resources and fix that if they don't have redundant internet. So network health is a big issue when it comes to um, the concentration of vote power to a couple of nodes or even, you know, five or six. So uh, that's, that's our primary concern. Um, and Thyborg and, and Ghost, have you guys, um, you know, taken a temperature check from, uh, you know, other validators in the community about other um, effects of having um, concentrated vote power? Yeah, actually, I wanted to give a, an example also because not just the network can, can hold. Um, a good example for me, and, and I posted about this on Twitter, was during the, the, the Terra meltdown, basically. A couple of, uh, I don't know how many exactly they were, but, you know, the, the chats were made public. And I, I read through these chats. And I think there was maybe 20 people participating, in 20 validators participating, participating in there. There might be, you know, a little bit more people uh, talking in that chat. But between them, themselves, they, they decided that they would stop the market module on Terra, which, you know, is the module that uh, allowed for uh, arbitrage between UST and Terra. And so Terra, I think that was uh, like 12 of May. Uh, they, you know, it was going straight to zero. And so a lot of people were shorting Terra, um, including me. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, the, it, it was being printed like crazy. Um, so there was no way Terra was going to go up. But at some point during the night, I guess these guys... Uh, together on the discord and they decided you know to, for the for the health of the network i mean in that particular case there was no collusion and there was no you know intention to do arm but that, that could have been the case uh but they decided to just stop the market module and so as soon as they did that i think like terra went up like ten thousand x uh within like a couple of hours and so for me i, I was i was out of the trade but I, I know and i read actually just this morning that there was some uh big currying Korean uh, VC fund that just got liquidated for 99% of their wealth on that particular night. Right? So it's just an example of uh, um, uh, a case where a couple of, uh, another couple, you know, it was probably a handful, uh, maybe more, but at least a sufficient number of people got together and decided that they would do that. And they could have made themselves very, very rich. I mean, maybe they did. We, we, we don't really know. Um, and made people very, very poor. So, you know, it's a risk that uh, I guess few people anticipate when they when they put their crypto uh, on chain and, you know, when they invest in crypto in general, that that kind of stuff can happen. And that kind of stuff, you know, will continue to happen if the networks are that centralized and it's not that difficult to implement. So I guess when it gets dangerous on proof of stake, um, 
networks is when token gets cheap, right? So uh, there was on Terra with the, the Terra Mania when it was all crashing, there was um, – so Terra Classic we're talking about now. Um, obviously, there became a lot of abundant token at very cheap prices and a lot of that was getting staked to validators and the voting power was changing like mad. So, um, you know, at that time, uh, I mean, it was probably all happening too quick to be able to collude in that um, instance to, um, you know, do something by voting uh, that to benefit a few um, at the demise of others. But when you look at um, now at the moment, Osmosis and um, some of the other chains, you can see that there are um, individual wallets, I'll say. I'm not going to say people, but individual wallets that are buying up a lot of token and um, staking them reasonably irresponsibly <laughs> um, in terms of network health. So the other day we saw, what was there, um, one wallets um, uh, uh, when it's breezy, man, would you mind uh, turning your microphone off? So I think there was one wallet that used, uh, that bought and staked, I think it was about two and a half million Osmo, right? You said, yeah, but, I think it was yeah something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's six. That's great. Yep. Yeah. So six million, was it? Um, something Osmo. like that, yeah. 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 And um, I looked at a couple of wallets there and some of them staked them to a couple of different nodes. I think there was another wallet that might have been like three or so million staked, but to different um, validators. Uh, but there was like three validators or two validators or something that they staked to and they were both in the top five. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Right. Um, yeah it was, uh, number one, number two, and number four that they went to. Or sorry, uh, one, two, and three that they went to, I believe. Yeah. So. yeah, so it's not necessarily even the validators that are buying up cheap token and self-staking themselves to get to the top of the list, but, you know, people people see those as safe bets and just stake their um, token of that instead of spreading it around all the validators, which would be the safer bet. Um, so, uh, you know, all the prices are down at the moment and it's an easy thing to do. So a lot of people think that um, because it's, you know, the tokens on a market that, you can't buy up a meaningful percentage of token without pushing the, the price up. Well, that's not the case. When there's a lot of sell pressure, um, you can certainly do that, and especially if it's in a sex or if there's OTC facilities somewhere um, over the counter. For those who don't know the um, acronym, you can buy up a shitload of token when they're cheap if you've got the money, and then you can basically control the network. So, um those massive wallets that do that. Some people say, um, you know, if they they diversify their staking, then that improves the network health. It does in terms of the network's health, in terms of the network's viability and long-term health. You know, having a lot of uh, tokens under the control of one person is not very good because whilst they might stake it to a lot of different validators and people um, believe that that diversifies the voting power, at the end of the day, that wallet, that one wallet controls the voting power, not the validators. Right. So um, it's also still dangerous in that uh, situation. Um, so have a look, see if we've got any good questions here. Callum's been saying a few things. 
So for you guys, obviously this, this problem is a couple different things. One you, you originally talked about was really more around education, right? That people were just picking the, whether it's what's easier, they're picking the top 10, which is really a, that's a delegator decision. Cause even when I got in this type of thing as well, you, you just blasted with a hundred or 150 icons, right. And they're ranked. And so obviously there's some, there's some UX here in UI that actually is driving some behavior around, around specific things. Right. And I've called out like mint scan on why they put the top 10 in a different color and just things like that. Right. Like you would, there's some things in the UX UI perspective that I think inherently drives people to pick the top 10. I've seen things on Reddit threads around, oh, anything, you know, in the bottom third is extremely dangerous because they get slashed more and things like that, which doesn't make any sense, right? There's no, there's no relationship here at all between, I've said this before in Twitter, there's not much relationship between competence and position uh, because I'm number nine on star, stargazing. So that clearly shows that lack of, um, I'm, what I mean is totally incompetent. Um, so, but, yeah, so that's only that's one piece of it, right? So that's that's an education thing that you guys can do. We can do either by, like you said, like trying to find UX type of things where I want to be able to provide either data on chain or off chain to be able to make allow intelligent delegators to make right decisions around where to be able to stake, right? And and take safety and because right now it's kind of like here's a rank of one to hundred, it's all based on safety, which is totally not true, right? And so now we want to take these other kind of contributions, other types of things, right? So that I think that's a that's a valid. Did I did I encapsulate that well? That's a that's a valid type of and and very beneficial structure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think most of the centralization issue can be solved through, through good UX, and that that's not, you know that's everywhere, right? It's not just Kepler. It's sure. also Omniflex. It's also Cosmos Station. Um, Evmos, in fact, you know they all had the same list that is weighted by by a number of delegations. Obviously, they they all face the same issue, and so we can fix that in just one go by providing so there's two things there one is the original idea was to provide a list so that's you know right. that's our list uh, we're going to make the criteria we're going to make the parameters of the ranking and the weights voted on by the validators themselves so you know we don't take control over everything um, and this is a list that you know you guys can use if you want uh, yep. and actually not just for the staking interfaces but also the delegation programs run by the ICF uh, run by Ignite, you know, these guys are huge portals, and so they have a big weight, they have a big say in the way the the, the tokens are being distributed, right. and they can help tremendously, pretty fast uh, for, with, the, with the centralization issue, by just changing the way they, they deal with that. Right. And um, another another group of people that have um, quite a bit, a bit of power there are these uh, liquid staking providers, like, like, like yep. Lido, like um, Persistence, um, I'm missing one probably, but you know, there's a, there's a couple of liquid staking providers right now, and there will be more in the future. So, so these guys, not all of them. I know Quicksilver doesn't do a white whitelist um, doesn't whitelist validators, but most of them do that. And so if we if we provide them with good data about uh, you know who contributes to the network the most, then they can uh, take that into account in uh, you know when they do their whitelisting and basically push up uh, the small community validators that are actually active. Um, so that, that, that's that. At the same time, so the main feedback we got from that Discord, which was useful, uh, was that, you know, a ranking is a ranking and we're going to be a small group of people yeah. deciding on, 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 on what the parameters are and we're going to have outsized control on too much money, basically, because, you know, if we put that particular guy first, that particular guy is going to get a ton of uh, delegation from people. Like, uh, at least, you know, that's the expectation from putting, putting that, that 
that particular validator on top of the list. Mm -hmm. So what we decided to do uh, instead is uh, being a data service in the sense that we would gather the data, both um, uh, qualitative data and quantitative data, and we would provide that data to others, um, third parties. So that could be delegation programs, liquid staking providers, uh, the users themselves. Mm -hmm. And they would, you know, basically weight that data the way they see fit. And so that way we would end up with uh, more than one ranking. Um, we would, uh, as a, you know, as, as the Cosmos validator group, we would have our own ranking, uh, which would be based heavily on contribution. But anyone can do, can, can do something different. So if you're liquid staking providers, maybe you want to put the focus uh, on, uh, you know, uptime, for mm -hmm. instance or lack of slashing or, you know, number of misblocks. Like, you, you know, you can weight uh, the, the ranking the way you think that benefits most your products. And so that, that, that's a big pivot we took uh, and that, that's, that's uh, the direction we're taking now. And then that, that, that I think makes a, a absolute ton of sense. And then you also have the other part of this, which is not just UX, but people are just delegating because of free shit. Right. Then you have you have the whole free shit thing. What the free shit is like like you know, Evmos I think is a is a huge free shit type of ranking there. And and people have promised things or they're a future token or an NFT drop or this or that. Hell, I'm I'm part of that too, right? So th I mean that that the free shit moniker kind of fits that's a huge piece of this that's driving that as well, right? And so so I think what my kind of where I'm going with, and you, I assume you guys agree with that, right? There's, and that regardless of how much, how much education there, it's just a race to how much free shit you can give away. Yeah. So we, we've been thinking about the free shit problem uh, <laughs> and, and, and we, we want to offer a solution to that. Um, we want to gamify the, the, the ranking in the sense that each user, each wallet, in fact, would get a delegation score and it, the delegation score would be based on how you've put your stake uh, with respect to the recommendation, basically, of the ranking. And so if you've been splitting your stake, if you've been using the validators that will show up at the top, meaning the people that deserve it the most. Also, just a small uh, note on that, uh, deserve it the most will be, you know, um, dynamic in time because we, we want to make sure that uh, even if, even though you might be a great contributor, you, you, you know, the goal is not to just to replace the top with another top. So we'll, we'll weight your your place in the ranking based on your number of delegation and how much you need them, basically. So, uh, you know, if, if uh, Cosmos Spaces, for instance, uh, you know, they, they're, they're doing great work for the community. They are uh, very active there on, on, you know, making sure people uh, understand the, how the Cosmos works. You know, if they are at the bottom of the list um, uh, <clears throat> by, by delegation stake, they will probably be on top of the list by contribution stake and so they will people will be able to delegate to them first and yeah. so if you follow these uh, guidelines you will get a delegation score and that delegation score is something that we want to make public and any project that you know care about decentralization you know we we, we want to basically do some business development you can call that and tell them okay you could use that in order to, to weight your airdrop, in order to promote decentralization, try you know, to uh, favor a little bit more the, the people that have a great delegation score. So you as a user, you, you, you come in, you check the ranking, you see that you are at 10%, so that's a very low score, you, you haven't been doing great, you're gonna be incentivized to basically uh, prop up, increase your delegation score, get to 80%, and get maximum, maximum airdrop from uh, projects that are interested in helping us with that. Okay. Ghost, I, I thought you were leaning in there to say something too. 
No, no. Sorry, I was uh, I was reading one of these comments from uh, Adam. Sorry, it's kind of hard to see out of this. So, <laughs> yeah, no, like it, it's kind of foggy. But so if it's the former, I don't I think- see why it would be unreasonable to rate limit or tap validator delegations. So this is an interesting one. Um, I know ping.pub and I believe chill validators fork of ping.pub. Mm-hmm. They do something where. Um, you know, depending on the network, there will be like this number next to the delegate button every day for each validator. And it'll say, okay, this, you know, this validator has already received, say, a thousand tokens and delegations today. Uh, consider delegating to another validator. Um, I think that's a pretty reasonable approach as well. And, you know, it's another UX issue, of course. Um, I, I totally support something like that. I've also heard, other people say, well, why don't we cap validators? You know, no matter what, they can know no more than control 5% of the network at, you know, any one given time. And after that, they're no longer able to be delegated to. I think there would be issues implementing that. Of course, there would be, you know, public outcry, whatever. Um, I don't see that necessarily working. I believe that the solution really lies in education and just giving the community the tools, platforms, and just the ability to see the data for themselves. Now, of course, not everyone's going to use these or even know about them. You know, like you said, when you first joined the Cosmos, you know, I even I, when I did, I didn't know about half of this. I didn't even know staking mm-hmm. with a centralized validator, you know, or a sex would exclude me from airdrops, or they would get the airdrops and I wouldn't, you know? Um, Just- so it, it does take some time. Before you get too farther down the line, I would like to talk uh, a little bit more about what you just mentioned with um, having uh, staking caps built into the network because we've been talking about this lately, um, particularly on Juno um, in Core 2, and we're putting up probably a proposal on Commonwealth soon, um, and I'm thinking about writing a paper on it because the, the – like. Social education is one thing, but it doesn't um, control outliers where whales just stake willy-nilly, right? Um, so the we were looking at um, potentially implementing a, a staking cap that is like a percentage of available VP that has a um, governance controllable parameter um, for the multiplier. Of so, what the maximum cap would be is affected by the multiplier. Um, yeah, so we've been talking a bit about that lately. So, what what is the feedback you've gotten from people, and and what are your thoughts um, about how that could be a negative thing for a network rather than a positive, um, and how like could it not work in conjunction with um, staker education and uh, you know like a platform like you guys are talking about, because you have to understand that like the only, um, well, in my opinion, the only real way to control uh, staking weight is to do it at a network level because of all of the different uh, UIs and avenues into actually doing staking. So have you got any more further comments on that? Yeah. So I think the issue with doing it at the network level is people, it's going to be easy to game the system for validators. If you look at Ethereum, for instance, you know, they, they've tried to do that, and what you end up seeing is uh, big validators that just create multiple nodes. Right? So, they, they, so civil attacks, right? But, yeah. I mean, even even with a civil, 
it's better than having it at the in the one place. Like you can still use like the uh, staking UIs uh, that you guys are talking about. And obviously, if someone's doing a Sybil, then that would not work out in their favor as far as your staking UI is concerned. However, um, you know, in terms of network health, a Sybil is probably better than one validator having a lot of vote power. I don't think it's better because if you have a really big uh, entity behind, you know, half of the network node, that entity just does whatever it wants with the network, basically. So, you know, maybe, maybe that... But, but if that one entity can get, you know, what what's the... What's the fear that they're going to be able to get more delegations with more nodes? Like, if, if, if they all say Binance staking, right, then, you know, they're, they're going to have their supporters. And if it's spread over 10 nodes or one node, the only difference is, is that it pushes out other nodes. But it's overall, I think, better in terms of, um, you know, network if we're looking at it from purely a network health standpoint, you know, in terms of nodes going down, data centers, whatever, potential chain halts, yes. Um, obviously, it's still, if it's one person controlling 10 nodes and maxing out on each one, that's still the issue, you know, an issue of, essentially, you know, an entity controlling a large amount. Um, but this is where I feel like having some sort of community watchdogs, which we clearly already do. I mean, you know, people writing up all these great threads, doing all this research, kind of tying wallets together, see who's doing what, what's shifting where. Yeah. This stuff's been called out before, and I believe it continues. It, it needs to continue, absolutely. Um, you know, and validators that are doing this sort of stuff, sibling, um, you know, they should be called out because, yeah, you are pushing out other potentially great operators from the ecosystem. And it is another centralization factor. Um, you know, but like I said, yeah, going down to just purely network health, yes, it would be better. Uh, but overall, I still don't think that's the right so, answer. I, I, I feel like having, um, you know, some sort of cap on the limits could be good. Um, and there was an interesting one. And I'm going to take this over to Osmosis. I believe it was Leonor's Crypto Man uh, a couple months back on Commonwealth proposed this sort of system where there would basically be baseline commission paid out daily uh, to every validator in the set, you know, uh, up to a certain point. And then, you know, uh, like if you were, you know, say top 33% or whatever, there would be incentivization for people to actually delegate to the lower ones, you know, a small multiplier, say, you know, uh, 5%, 10%, whatever, if they delegated to a validator that was lower on the charts. Um, so you know, I think that would provide financial incentive for sibling. <laughs> and, and that's, see, that's where, like, you know, it all comes back down to how do we get past the civil and at the same time, even things out, of course. So, and that's why there was pushback on that. But I thought, you know, if there was some sort of way to evolve on that, uh, you know, continue to at least discuss the idea and get more feedback. So, I, I like I think civils would self-regulate themselves if you're just limiting state, because if you, you know, if you publicize that civil bad, right, then you know th those if if there's 
10 Binance staking validators, they just, they won't take off. They would just, you know, people won't delegate to them because they'll go, well, these guys are clearly sibling and you can control that as well in your staking interface. But it does stop any one validator from getting too much voting power, like any one node. Yeah. I think, I think there's a... There's technical, you know, network health, health, and there's governance network health, and in general, I think, you know, it is going to be a bad thing for the same entity to control multiple nodes, and if you, you know, put a cap on stake, you're, you're going to get that. In general, I think, you know, the way I think about blockchain is this. Uh, but hang on, why, why would? So I'm just confused as to why we're going. If there's multiple nodes, they're going to have more voting power than what they would if they had one. I, I, we're just leaping straight to that for some reason. So. If the governance is from the stake tokens, right? So if that stake spread over 10 or one, um, then it's, you know, they've got no more or less voting power, but ultimately the the voting power lies with the, the stake wallets anyway. So if those people are educated in voting, then it doesn't matter how much stake the validator has in terms of governance, they can try but all it takes is, you know, some communication with the public and they're unlikely to be able to do anything unless they own the tokens, in which case it doesn't matter whether they stake it to their validator or another because they still control the vote anyway. So, but if you imagine, the, um, you know, one entity that is able to do that to split, uh, you know, in their, their stake into different nodes, you also give the incentive, you know, you can expect that these guys are going to, accumulate more power because if they have more nodes on the network naturally some more people are going to delegate to them without knowing that this is the same entity so i, I think the end result will be these guys will be will have more power uh, at the end of the day not, not less by speeding so there's absolutely n- nothing if that was the case then you know would there would be more symbols now because at the moment there's absolutely nothing from stopping anyone from doing that anyway so but at the moment the network, be a the network is very unhealthy like no, go ahead. If, if that was going to be a more profitable approach, people would do it now. And some people try, except at the end of the day, the the reality is is that no one stakes to the, the bottom anyway. So, um, you know, they can't really sibil and get any more meaningful amount of stake. And if they call it the same, same brand, if they use the same branding, then people will know they're sibling, and then people don't like that. So they, they wouldn't. Um, and that's, you know, as a community, that's frowned upon. So, so okay, right. What's what's the solution then that you that you that you want to suggest for the for the cap? Like, what what do you have in mind? In there, there is there's no one good solution. I'm just uh, you know being the devil's advocate and and debating the the available yeah. solutions, right? Yeah, so, no, I want to understand your 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 solution to it. So you 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 want to put a cap, and beyond that cap, you cannot get more stake. Yeah, so, you're talking about core two, right? Okay, so what we have talked about, and to be honest, we haven't landed on anything. We argue about it ourselves at the moment because we're trying to land on the um, – like we haven't even put up the proposal in Commonwealth because we want to research the effects on things before we go and, you know, start actually talking about doing it on, on the chain, right? So it's a matter of looking across and getting expert opinions from people from all over the network and different developers and different network founders and try and like determine what the possible effects of doing this might be. Right. So, um, my proposal was to have a limit on the amount of 
stake based on multiplier um, of so say if you had like a hundred validators right and there was a thousand um, tokens staked then divide a thousand by a hundred which gives you what ten and then have a multiplier um, which is a a uh, governance controllable parameter um, of what the maximum can be. So maybe it's five. So the, the top validator can have 50, right? 5% of the network or something like that. Um, so at least it's controllable. Um, but what what that would mean is that then um, if they already had more stake than that, so say if the, um, if the uh, amount of validators was changed via governance from 100 to 50, right? Because, I don't know, maybe the network's not going so well um, and it's not economically viable for the lower validators and you want to, like, tighten up the set, right, to the, um, the good ones or something like that. Um, or just maybe there's network performance issues or something. You want to tighten up the set, right? So say you end up with then 50 validators, that would mean that the top validator would have 10% of the vote. It's not going to force undelegate anyone. It just means that until, you know, that becomes down to 5% again, people can't delegate to it. So, um, and that wouldn't limit the amount of rewards that they get. They'll still get the 10% of the rewards um, distributed to their stakers. It just means that people can't, like every time you try to delegate to it, you just get a message that says that you can't delegate yet. There's already too much voting power. Um so that was just one solution that I thought of, and this, people have definitely raised issue with it, as you guys have, um, and we definitely need to do more research around, um, you know, the different social aspects of it as well as any detrimental network effects that it might have. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think that, uh, you know, basically what we don't want to lose is the um, you know, incentive for validators to be great validators. So if, if you... If you, if you implement your solution and it's, you know, easier to just create multiple nodes than to um, be a great validator, then it's a problem. But if you, you know, weight it just the right way so that you have a combination of both, basically you have the education so that people have the incentive to be great, to, you know, keep doing what Pokachu, Ecostay, Cosmospaces, all these guys are doing. And at the same time, you know, you, you put a cap on how much, you know, you, you basically prevent the Nakam Nakam Nakamoto coefficient to be too low. Then you know. Then then we're talking about a, a solution that takes into account the two side of the, the the equation. Guys, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go. I'm sorry. This is a very interesting discussion, uh, but I have another call right after that. So it was a uh, it was great to talk to you. Um, I hope uh, we do this again, maybe. And yeah, yeah. thanks for hey, coming. Thanks on. a lot for coming on. We yeah, we uh, so. yeah we definitely need to keep talking about this as a community as well. So interested to have more discourse on that terrible place, Twitter, and also in your. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. To be to be clear, I'm not shooting down any ideas. I'm just uh, talking about the different avenues. So yeah, no, of course, yeah. and I think that's very important. Uh, and thanks for coming on, Five Organ. Know you got to go, mate. Thanks a lot. Right. Yeah, thank you. Take care, All right. Cheers. Cheers. It's a tough problem because you want to, I think as Cyborg said, you want to be able to ensure that validators are contributing or that, that are earning, obviously you're putting time and effort and you want to make sure that they can, they can profit from that. Right. I just don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I, I like this idea. I like the the cap idea. I think it's interesting when you get into things like, like even look in, in Juno. And I also, I also really always love Juno because it's, a, it's the chain that takes chances. Um, 
and wants to kind of like there's nothing sacred right just because something is that that's what i really like about it yeah but like we, we can <clears throat> shift the norm there it's not like you uh, can right you know. and, and we can always you can always return it right like like nothing here is permanent i don't think in in any sort of sense well maybe depending on maybe how, how you way. transition <laughs> this into that group might be somewhat permanent but but if like if you look at cosmos station on on um within there like they right now they have about 7.9 7.9% 8% let's say um, and so if that, if that cap limit turned into be 4%, like null based on your math, right. Or whatever that was, maybe it's four or 5%. Um, like are they, if they're contributing and if they feel that, that there's a limit on how much can happen on Juno, does that chain then turn into not as important in the wallet? Like maybe they don't market as much, or maybe it doesn't show up there. Maybe it's, it's something else where they have 25% because they know that when I hit the button to stake, it comes that way. Right. Um, now, does that does that in the end does it make that much of a difference? And is that the group that you're we're trying to be able to protect? I don't know, but I think the idea is um, of, at least the idea of, of being able to to take somebody who's contributing and, and chop that down to say you contribute, but you can only contribute this much or as much as you contribute. This is the max that you can earn out of that, right? Um, that's tough, I think. But but again, it, I don't know if they're like the if that's a good example of something we're trying to change or if it's something else. Um, like a different type of value that might have a, a large percentage that we think is just more dangerous, right? Like that's maybe going back to the Kraken example. So, yeah, I mean, I do kind of, so the thing is, right, if you create a good wallet with all this information um, and, you know, people people can get that information and, and make informed decisions or the point system and all that type of stuff, right? You have to get adoption of that wallet. Otherwise, it means nothing. If, if right. you hit the wallet and people still use, um, you know, Kepler staking interface, then it's still going to be the same on Kepler unless you sort of talk to them and get some buy-in and get them to maybe uh, implement through an API or something uh, similar solutions or based off off um, this external solution. But, I mean, in my mind, if it's not at a – and I've said this before when we are talking with um, Osmosis the other week, you said, but if it's mm-hmm. not at a network – if you can't find a viable solution at a network level, then you're really passing control of the um, the how it's presented to people to someone else. Yeah, and and that is a very central way to do it. Um, and that you know everyone has to build the the UXs and the UIs, and people can make different decisions around their own motivations, right? And you know at the moment. Say it's a collective building this um, interface, and that might consist of you know Whispernode, uh, Thyborg, and EcoStake, and they might all be very great people right now, right? But say uh, next week um, EcoStake uh, wants to buy a mansion, and Whispernode has all of his UST go to zero, and they need to make some money. What what is this to stop that um, yep. additional motivation then? Like incentivizing them to modify their algorithms to to get them some more money yeah. by pushing themselves to the top, or you know, um, and this is nothing against uh, disperse, but they had a wallet that um, I believe was like one of the first wallets to be able to stake on Evmos with Ledger, right? I'm I'm not 100 sure about that. But I, I, it's a pretty popular um, staking interface for Evmos, right? And yep. for the longest time, and I'm not sure if this is still the case, they put themselves at the top of that list 
the same as Ping does and the same as Cosmos does in the Cosmos wallet, right? Which, if you have a popular wallet, is very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you look at Evmos, you'll see uh, Disperse is right up there with number two um, Cosmos Station and and um, Orbital Apes. So uh, yeah. and the rest of them. So you had something to say on that? Yeah. The the problem there, and um, you know, I mentioned something about this the other day. Um, was that they were highlighting other top 33 percenters with this red flag that if you hovered over it, hovered over it and said, hey, you know, support decentralization, delegate to other validators, but they didn't have the flag next to their own name and they are number two, which to me seemed a little strange. Um, so, you know, I... I, I but they they fixed that right when they, they, so they they've since it. fixed that. That's correct, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I caught that and I thought it was interesting. I did a few random refreshes. I tried different browsers, and I thought at first maybe they had some sort of just every time you refreshed, it was like randomized uh, the list because it wasn't ranking by default when you went to visit uh, by your VP. It was just like completely random unless you selected one of the filters uh, in their top right. Uh, but every time I refresh, no matter what, Whisper Node showed up at number 112. And I thought that was kind of funny because we're like number 40, number 39, and our uptime's good. So I was curious how and why, that you know, what the rationale behind that was. Um, and then I had other people check that out and they confirmed the same thing. Um, Not enough entropy. You know, <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and and they had mentioned that they were trying to follow in Cosmos Station steps, uh, you know, footsteps with their wallet, which I went and checked mm-hmm. their wallet. I, I didn't see anything different other than just the owner of the interface, you know, Cosmos Station themselves being number one and then VP down. Um, so I just, you know, since then, it seems like it's completely randomized now. Uh, the you know they do mark themselves with the red flag, which you know I believe that's uh, it was a good move on their part. It's honest, and mm-hmm. you know they're still actually growing, so that's you know they've made a good decision there by trying to do the right thing. But and it that goes was back to that whole thing is the owner can absolutely decide. You know, there's that internal bias of whenever they want. Yeah, well, you always look you out know. for number one, right? Number one being yourself, but. Um, so, I mean, even no matter how much of a nice person you are, if you're in a pinch, you're going to look out for number one. So, and, and that's why we wanted to do the collective, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. everybody in the ecosystem in on it together. I understand the, the model. It's just that at the end of the day, it is still basically controlled by a few people. No matter how many um, people have a say in it, uh, someone controls, there's, there's going to be a, an admin or two in the GitHub repo. And then, um, you know, they basically control the platform, right? Um, so to, uh, I'm gonna, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say Gaines Alex because that's the way um, the phrase says it to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds correct from the way it's spelled. If it's not, it's the phrase problem. Yeah, it's the phrase problem now. I, it's not mine anymore. I just made it. But anyway, to, to be uh, fair, you raised that question and he responded within like a few hours um and then the next day it was fixed right that was about the time yeah it was 
completely. Yeah. yeah. That, that's good it's to totally see, random now. When, like I refresh and it's totally cool. random every single time now. So do you think they were standing on you pushing you to the bottom? <laughs> I, you know, I, I mentioned the comment that I felt like we got blackballed. And the reason I felt like that is because of my constant pushing, you know, my posts about Emos like top four controlling 33.02%. I mean, that post is still being retweeted and shared around not as much, but it's still getting traction and it got a lot of attention. And, you know, Evmos themselves commented on it, you know, one of the team members saying, all right, how can we approach this problem and try to resolve it? Um, you That's know, a lot we've seen with- when, I, when I mentioned the, the freaking vote weights in, uh, well, I mean, I, I wrongly went straight after OA and I uh, just got smoked. I think, I think, you know, uh, initially I did. And, you know, um, it, it, it's not like I had, it was something personal. It was literally just the model, you know, we, going back to the free shit model. I yeah, mean, free shit model free shit, but free shit to the point where, Oh no, we need more. I mean, now we just saw them enable restake, uh, what, two days ago. Like we didn't have enough. Now we need more or we were losing, you know, 0.2%. So now we need to get that. All. And they have, since they've uh, enabled it, they've gained back what they lost and more. Growth, growth um, at any cost, right? Yeah. So, you know, and hey, it's open source. It is what it is. You know, that was the whole point of it. Um, anybody can use it. That's part of the network. That's, you know, that was one thing that I really appreciated about Tom's work on everything he's built so far is that it's open source. It's open to everybody. You know, um, the, you know, there's no here's the thing. Eco state at the top on um, restake.app, right? And the only reason people fork that and create their own one, and Ghost is um, absolutely guilty of this, uh, whisper knows, is to put themselves at the top, right? Absolutely. I, I don't bother because I'm bigger than that. <laughs> See, no, my Bottom thing is that I don't have a problem if you put, you know, if it's your platform, I don't have a problem if you put yourself at the top. My problem was not flagging themselves as being part of the top 33%, but flagging the other ones and then throwing them at completely random positions. That I'm was being, my gripe. I, I am being a little no, bit. No, I, I know you're giving me shit, but like, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, that was my thing was just the, the, the flag issue. You know, it's like, because I saw, you know, it had OA at like number 23. It had, um, I don't know who's number three. I can't remember, but it had them at like 60, you know, it, it just had them at random spots, but it wasn't random because when you refresh, it was just static every time. So. Yeah. Speaking, um, of, speaking of losing out the free shit, uh, Evmos guardians, I'm losing out. Those guys have we, jumped up significantly. And, and that's also they, yeah. out of nowhere. Right. They, and they so we, they played us ghost. They played us, man. They played it. Yeah. So, so here's a funny little thing about Evil Guardians. Yeah. They approached us, uh, I think it was about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, you know, right when Evil finally picked back up and was starting to become a thing. Mentioned yeah. an NFT set offering us, you know, whitelists uh, to give away to our followers and, you know, personalized NFTs for us, which we just gave away anyways. Um, so we did it. And this was only the second one we've ever done for any network. The other one was MetaHuawa back when Chihuahua was worth something. Um, and they never mentioned anything about having their own validator. 
You know, mm -hmm. I didn't know they were either at the bottom or just inactive, but still voting. If you look at their voting track record, they've, thrown, they've only missed two votes. So they've been around since, you yeah. know, yeah. Day, day one pretty much. Um, and then now all of a sudden, yeah, they're blasting past everybody. And even OA was losing delegations to them. Yeah, so that's why I feel like that restate move game because it was like, okay, well, if, you know, we're going to start losing market share, then. Yeah. At least I like the orbital. At least the orbital apes artwork isn't is okay. This stuff, I don't know. <laughs> Look, at, no, at least, com no comment. I, no comment. The internal comment was that we are no longer going to ever um, participate in any of these NFT giveaways or collaborations. You know, we've had like four yeah. others approach us since then, and we've we've turned them all down. I just said no. I'm sorry. We're not we're yeah, not sorry. into like cherry picking or any of that. Yeah, so we are the same way, right? When in the past, when people have approached us for NFT giveaways, we say we're happy to give away your whitelists, but we won't give it to just our delegators, right? We say we'll give it to anyone Everybody. who participate. Yeah. And, um, you know, going along that line. And it's not like I don't even, um, if I do it, I don't even, um, I try not to make people have to follow me or anything like that. I just say, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is a lesson for us, and I totally agree with your sentiment, Whispernode, and we probably won't do any more anymore either because we basically, uh, I feel, seeded a community to someone who has gone and done the thing that we don't like. <laughs> we, we, we hoard ourselves out and then, yeah, literally gave power to the exact thing that we're trying to prevent. So, But, but we did it at, uh, you know, we did it thinking that we were, um, you know, doing good for ourselves. So we have to... We have yep, to look nope. at that. We, we totally own it. And yeah, yeah I yep. agree. And if we change our practices in the future, we can we can do that knowing that we fucked up. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, if that's if that's the business model they want to roll with, we just have to accept that. And um, hopefully we can all agree on some sort of controls in the future. But, um, you know, there's nothing... We, we thought we were done. This was in the past after we managed to like across a lot of networks, get a minimum commission implemented and yeah. taking the high road on minimum commissions with it, not implemented on networks is certain death to yourself. Yeah. Um, but we do it anyway, because, you know, we want to do what's right for other validators. Other people don't give a fuck. So at the end of the day, the victor goes to the people who don't give a fuck. <laughs> And just do whatever's in their, their best interest, right? So, you know, um, we, we sort of, we know that going in um, and unfortunately it's going to, um, it's going to be like a weight around our ankle when when other people come in and just do the things that we sort of don't do because we think it's bad for the network. But you can't control that and it's their, their choice and it's a decentralised um universe and they can do whatever the fuck they want right yep exactly and it just comes down to you know sticking with your own morals and ethics and what your team believes in and that's just what we've decided internally moving forward you know we are going to be opinionated um but we're also going to stick to a code of you know this is just how we're going to do on every network and regardless of what anyone else does this is just our code of conduct internally. I think there might be, I think we had a couple of conversations before, I think when Sonny was on and, and some other ideas around some other ways to like kind of skin this cat. Right. 
Um, I think the other one thing that Sonny mentioned before, I think people forget about and is the idea of easily staking to multiple validators. It always kind of seems like it's a, you know, I fucking dump everything in orbital apes, even though I need 10 evmos to earn a mint or something, right? Like, like there's no necessarily massively high bars here um, in terms of stake. And so like I, and, and maybe it's this, the pain in the ass of having to collect and then, you know, redelegate. Um, and so maybe there's some UX UI work there to similar to restake, restake, which wouldn't, but not necessarily all chains obviously support Auth C and those types of things. And not everybody understands that. And some people just do not like that idea, which I totally get. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with that. And so maybe there's something core to how this process happens where I can pull rewards. And then and instead of just having to stake to one validator in that, I can pull rewards and then just distribute it back out based on what I have staked, right? Some sort of way I can do that manually, kind of similar to what Tom and EcoStake is doing from a from an Auth Z perspective, right? Because um, I think maybe some UX work in there, and that would be core. Then maybe we have the idea of, of and Sunny brought up the idea of like mm. validator groupings, where I might have sets of validators that kind of subscribe or are, are grouped together based on some sort of ideal, or maybe based off of like like we're pushing right now um, into this wildlife fund which I'm building, and also like what what Tom's doing with EcoStake in terms of like driving that into be like a zero. Um, zero carbon footprint type thing. Like there might be some things that you could do in kind of like picking validators from different groups to build a portfolio. And so, um, and maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's maybe a, a better solution to all this. I think the, the cap thing is really tough. Cause then, then you get in this situation, even like, even with these NFT drops and whatever else, then you have this race to get into that. Um, and like, I don't know. You'd probably see more projects just doing NFTs then because, you, you know. You would, right? Be because, shit. yeah, because now, now you know, I keep picking on apes, but like now instead of having all this type structure, <laughs> now there's 17 other NFT drops and they're all at 4% because now, now it's not a popularity contest, right? Now it's not how good your marketing is. It's just I can get something else out there. And now I'm just, I'm not competing against them anymore because they're maxed out. So if they're maxed out, then now it's a, a brand new open area. I don't need to compete as much, blah, 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 blah. Right. So now I have to your point, like exactly. Goes, you, have, yep. you have 15 of these projects, right. That start because it's so much easier to be able to, to kind of get in that piece. So I, I don't know what that, I don't know what this overall solution looks like, but man, what a tough problem. It's, it, it's difficult. And you know, that's why like this approach and trying to get, you know, the big goal here has to be, and like bringing in more teams and more foundations and just everybody in together so that we can get this collective feedback. Yeah. Um, you know, when, and I'll, I'll name him up here, but when Putmos first joined, I mean, he was very adamant about it coming off as like a cabal with, you know, league in the name um, and yeah. just like this power hungry group trying to steal power from those that already had power. Um, so, you know, with a lot of discussion in the discord and a lot of great feedback from many people. Uh, that's where that revised model of, okay, it's no longer going to be like a ranking scorecard. It's going to be more of a service that just shows, Hey, this is what people are contributing. Right. You know, choose based on that. And I love the idea of like, you just mentioned that, you know, Sunny said groupings or, um, you know, based on your beliefs or what they're contributing, you know, uh, you, build a little portfolio and it literally just spreads your stake out through them. Yeah. Boom, done. Yeah. And I think that whole thing, like just staking to one validator, I, I'm not sure if people understand that you can do that multiply. I'm not sure if it's just the, 
just the UX of it being a pain in the ass, because it is a bit of a pain in the ass, right? I'm going to take 20% here, 10% down here. But once you collect, you just get, it just dumps in the wallet, right? And I, I can't, then I do the same thing again. Okay, then who am I, what's my low on and blah, blah, blah. Unless you're using obviously Authsy and Restake, which, which is kind of what, what um, he's been doing. Todd uh, just said, if the liquid staking groups did what I was talking about, instead of focusing solely on profit, it would benefit the networks. Yeah, I maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so that's interesting because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, uh, so while we keep talking, um, guys in the in the chat, please ask questions uh, if you want to want us to talk about anything before we wrap up today because we've probably got about mm, 20 minutes left before we get to the outside of where we should be. Uh, we've discovered that people don't like the watchers talk shit for three hours. It's more like an hour, hour and a half. So yeah. people don't got all day, man. Right. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, I, know, I, I got nodes to build, man. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I could talk all day. Any, it's like that. Um, you know, uh, you keep, it's it's easy to put off work and do things you like, like talking to people, right? Yep. <laughs> and then you just have to fucking do it later. So yeah, no, when everyone's asleep. Uh, yeah, when you're eating pizza and drinking whiskey at three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Actually, what have we got here? We don't, well, we don't have any questions, but Adam Burke did mention a while ago. He said, uh, I believe um, Cardano has a similar soft cap concept to your idea, Null. Basically, after validator goes beyond the saturation level, um, I'm putting that in, all delegators can earn less rewards versus delegating to a validator under a saturation. So the more. Yeah. The more rewards you get, uh, sorry, the more valid, uh, the more delegators you get, the less rewards they get uh, over a certain level. By the sounds of things, that's yeah. interesting. So that kind of sounds like Leonor's idea with the osmosis, where there's like that curve. You know, uh, delegating to smaller validators would give you more rewards versus delegating to a higher ranked validator, yeah. or you know, just someone who has more VP. And yeah, so it's like a quadratic solution, I guess. Yeah. Right. And suddenly had that idea, like the other half of that would be that maybe um, the larger the validator or the more percentage of VP, the the deeper the slash cuts are. So if and if somebody if somebody gets slashed and maybe maybe can we could change what those rules are. So it's a little bit more strict because I think most chains, honestly, the slashing rules are pretty, pretty meaningless. But um, but but maybe that as as the VP grows, there's higher risk. Right. Or at least for the delegator or something similar to that there's a, I mean, you could probably do a, a combination of these things to be able to try to even that out. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it gets past the free shit thing. Cause you might say, I don't care, but it might, it might look at me instead of people just say, I don't, it doesn't matter. Nothing here makes a difference. So I'm just going to delegate it all to, to this free shit validator. Maybe somebody says, well, what's the minimum? Well, maybe I'll put a hundred of the X on there. And then maybe I need to be more thoughtful about where I'm putting these other tokens. Right. That's, that's interesting because we have seen, you know, Binance and I think uh, a couple of big other ones get slashed on like, you know, Cosmos Hub. And uh, there was another one recently um, that was a pretty big slash out of nowhere. So, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting approach, you know, whether yeah. it's a, actually, yeah, there was a really big one lately. It was um, a double sign over on Check D, Everstake. It was during T-Central. Oh yeah, they, that's right. And yeah. yeah, they they double they double signed and uh, like the message that went out through the check the Discord didn't even say it was a double sign. They just said due to a technical error, uh, they would be gifting back five percent 
to their delegators and like to go resig them. You know, they got tombstone. They double signed. They screwed up somewhere. I mean, that, if anyone valid- said that, we would be crucified. You know, <laughs> validator upgrade, redelegate here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, We're upgrading. You know, and the Everstake is massive. So, right. We're we're changing our validator keys because we're upgrading. <laughs> we're, we're upgrading keys. Please re delegate here. <laughs> yeah, just move all your stuff, and you'll get your five percent that you lost back. That's right. Yeah, as a bonus. As a as bonus. A, <laughs> and a short bonus. Yeah, yeah. It's your it was button. literally the message. Like I should copy paste it right now. It was in the Checkd Discord as an official notice from Checkd. It was funny. So, Gus, I have a I have a question for you. So, the, one of the groups uh, I'm sitting in on, maybe attending. Um, it's also kind of like a validator structures, validator commons, which I know you've, we've linked, we've talked about here and it's been in the show notes here previously. Um, and they're, they're working a little bit closer with the, um, with foundations, right. And, and actual chain and chain ownership, if you want, I don't know, maybe a bad project ownership, whatever it is. Right. Um, and they're, they're trying to figure out more from the, the governance structure of what, a foundation has ownership of after a chain is launched versus maybe the validator set or the delegators to say, maybe based on direction or the types of things. And it's kind of like, I think it started, it might be paraphrasing here a little bit, but it started a bit as like, as what that balances between foundation control and like the natural direction of what a delegated group of individuals would say, right? Where we want to be able to go with this. Um, so, from from that perspective and, and kind of as we, we've talked a little bit with them, um, that idea of have you guys talked about that at all in terms of like the the role of, say, foundation delegations in this and trying to help chains make better decisions around? I know this is this is Null's favorite topic is foundation delegation, but um, but is there anything if you guys had that conversation also within this group to say, what is the role of the of the chain have with this? So. There hasn't been, as far as I've seen, too much talk about that. There are, um, we do actually have interest from the ICF. Uh, we do have, I think, let me say, there are like eight or 10 different advisory groups. Uh, so looking at the group right now, yeah, 20 different advisors. Um, a couple of them are on the same teams, of course. Um, so we are working with that. In terms of validator commons, I believe... If I'm not mistaken, Fiborg was actually in contact with yeah. them. Yes. Don't quote me on that. No, he's, um, you're, right. you're right. Okay. Um, and then what else let's see? Have you, yeah. So, it, I mean, that, that that's an avenue. Yeah, that's um, – it hasn't been talked about as much in this Discord. But I believe that, you know, we – there's no reason we couldn't collaborate and bring yeah. the two groups together to merge both ideas and go, okay, how can we – implement this you know whether 10 different teams make their own interfaces or services whatever to provide to the community or only a few do but at least to gather this data aggregate it and say okay you know it's all available here um and yeah, what, no i and do you think do you think like say the evmos team has any obligation or ownership of of the validator structure and say basically what that Nakamoto coefficient is so like if if it if you know osmosis jumps from what was it, it was like seventeen it jumped down to like six something I heard it was fifteen to six yeah so I do to a degree um, hey, just, just a correction there I think they changed the way it was calculated um, 
someone mentioned. Yeah, I saw a revision. Oh, okay. It was like okay. seven to six or seven to five or something like that. But well, let's say previous- let's say an Evmos Evmos at six right now or Kava it's two. Like what? What and ownership was like three? Yeah, Sift chain's like um, three. What ownership do you think those like the what what ownership does the chain have in terms of taking action on that or do what like what can they do or is it like what is in their interest to do that? Well, if I mean if it's foundation delegations going out that are literally pumping people to the top, then yeah, there is. I, I feel like there's responsibility there because they're putting their own chain at risk by doing so. Yeah, they're centralizing it themselves. Or I mean, for example, and. You know, we literally have a delegation from Asset Mantle. So this is not a knock on them. But if you look at their chain, it's the top. Last time I checked, the top four nodes were all foundation nodes. And they control over 50%. So Adam Burke says, where can I go to see foundation delegations for each chain? Is there a list with each foundation's wallet address in it? Not that I know of, Adam. And that's actually um, a great question and something that this is where like community researchers or, you know, just people analyzing things, putting things together, these Twitter threads, breaking stuff down and tracking things down. We need more people to do this stuff and put the time in on that, Um, you know, and having these interfaces up would be valuable. I guarantee there would be foundations or teams or projects that would either be willing to put up grants some sort of, you know, DAO. <laughs> a grant to, here's a grant to no, no. Let's slow. Well, yeah, right. well, you know what I mean, though? But to, like someone to full time literally go and gather this data, provide it to the community and say, hey, you know, like this is these are the live legit metrics. Do so with them. This is the accurate data. You know, Cal says uh, asset mental went down. Because yep. of the and, and he's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, they're so they're top the top four nodes right now on Asset Mental are all foundation nodes right now. Between them, all four of them except for one have nine point nine percent of the VP. Yep. So that's literally practically forty percent. So and the chain did go down before because they didn't upgrade their nodes or something happened with them. I can't remember exactly, but I mean everyone else in the set did their thing. You know, and we're one of the we're one of the teams in the set, and they just yeah, chain was like halted till they took care of business. And that's so, different too. Like, there's not a ton of chains that run their own foundation nodes, right? I mean, they obviously take no, foundation so, delegation, yeah, but not, not that and many. And it started out worse than this. It was higher than fifty percent. Um, and they said that over time they'd be phasing out. But I mean, if you look at it, it's a hundred percent commission on all yeah. four nodes. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's just been an interesting approach. And like I said, I'm not trying to knock on them. We we get a foundation delegation from them, um, you know, but so, at the same time, this is still not something that I support. Are these foundation nodes controlling all this VP? I don't think that's beneficial to the network at all. They mentioned that it was a stability, you know, to help so stabilize the network, but it's been out for a while now. Yeah. It's a funny thing, right? So... Not everybody who builds a blockchain is a blockchain guy, right? They don't necessarily fully understand all the nuances of a blockchain. Right. What they, some of these teams do know is that they've thought of a good product that they want to build and they need a blockchain to support it, right? And Cosmos SDK makes that easy. Now, that comes with some, um, you know, depending on where they're coming from and who they've talked to, uh, about this, it comes with some, um, you know, preconceived uh, notions 
about how to stabilize your blockchain and how to control your blockchain, right? Case in point is Firmachain. So when they launched, they had five foundation nodes, right, With which basically controlled the network. And I had a foundation delegation, as did just about everybody else who's a um, Genesis validator. And I um, raised to them, I, I changed my uh, my commission from 10% to 20%. And when they asked me, I said, well, you're my only staker and there's no one else using the network and you guys are just soaking up all of the the uh, um, inflation with your with your um, foundation nodes. And I said, why in the fuck do you need them? And they said to me that, you know, it's, it's our, like, we believe that the stakers see that as a positive for the chain stability. Um, and I, I talked to them quite a bit about it. And then they said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to, um, you know, educate our community and talk to them and let them know that um, now that we've launched and we have all these good validators that we're going to shut down all of our foundation nodes. And so what they ended up doing after some time was shutting down all of their foundation nodes um, around about the same time as when they uh, were. So they kept a couple of them open, I think, to make sure that no validator got too much power. And then after um, some stake got spread around after they um, did the token swap um, from, I don't know, it was probably Ethereum or something to to their blockchain through some sexes. Um, then they shut down the rest of them and then they still delegated all of the um, foundation uh, node tokens to other people. Um, but the, the point is that they shut them down because, right. you know, they had a different perspective from people who um, are involved in the network. So all I'm saying with that entirely long explanation is that um, they may think they're doing the right thing when they're not. And, in- and yeah, I, I totally get that. But And that's also why we, you know, these past few osmosis proposals um, you've seen, and Asamental was one of the tokens on the list of, you know, uh, tokens to be de-incentivized from Osmosis mm-hmm. matching incentives. Um, and they, you know, reached out to us, asked us why we voted the way we did and just said, look, you know, for the health of Osmosis itself, it's a separate chain. It has nothing to do with this. And at the same time, you know, uh, I truly believe that a chain should have some sort of like MVP or, you know, something to show before they go and ask for money from osmosis. We were very happy to do just give incentives to everybody over the past months. Anytime anyone asked, it pretty much got passed for almost every single LP. Didn't matter. We match incentives. And now we see, you know, the effects of that and these cutbacks. While I think they're great. I think they're too little too late. Um, you know, but yeah, I just, I think we're going through the big reset at the moment in the Cosmos ecosystem um, from this mania bull that we had. Now, you know, people realize that the money's not unlimited and you can't just keep bloody, you know, giving it. Because, you know, people take profits in a bull market, right? And eventually you get too much people taking profits and it just crushes the the market. So, you know, unfortunately, and I say this around 
feel like people don't like it that much. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're taking a profit, it's coming out of someone else's pocket, right? Every dollar in is a dollar out of someone else. Exactly. 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 So whether that be, so if it's some sort of shit coin with absolutely no purpose and people are um, speculating on price, right? Well, while they're speculating (laughs) on price service, they're they're putting that into the black box and then someone else is taking down the black box on the other side. And then basically, you know, that, so it's, some things have use, other things don't, right? Some things may be worth money in the future. Other things may not be worth money in the future. Projects that start a blockchain, release token, hype the fucking thing, and then just take money out as people are putting money in. And people are putting money in and locking it into staking, and they're fucked. They can't get it out. Um, And the people with big-ass bags who started the bloody network are sucking it out the other end, and they're taking everyone for a fucking ride. And it's painful to see. And there's without being crushed yourself, you can't get out there and scream it from the hilltops as well. I'll probably get crushed for saying it right now. That's... Uh, you know, one of our team members commented on a Twitter thread the other day about this, pretty much this exact same thing is that as a validator, it's very hard to say something a lot of times without literally risking your own financial. I mean, this is a business. We're all running a business here. Okay. Yeah. So you what know? do you do? Shut up and get in or you be? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you, you know, just basically take your compliance and just go along with the ride and, you know, go for it? Or do you actually stand for something and say you know okay look this isn't right even if it's going to cost me i'm still going to say something because i just don't believe this is right and more often than not people tend to agree with you and i feel like you know being allowed to have your own opinion even as a validator um and going out there and saying something is truly the way to go you know not everyone will agree with me of course on that but at least in our team we've all agreed that we're allowed to have our opinions, even if they don't even match our own internally, you know, as long as we're not obviously going out and starting blatant wars for no reason. Right. Um, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. Or you start it, a podcast. Or you start a podcast, you bitch about everything. That's so, so Rama says, um, for those listening, it's good to see more validators coming out and speaking up for what's right. Yes. And I fully expect to get fucking crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, after you know my last little asset metal, yeah, no, I know I I get it, you know. Um, but at the at the end of the day, I just if, if something doesn't look right, then I yeah, I mean we're all in this together, and it's not just us. There's an entire massive community out there. Callum, there's more balls on the table. So I guess what. And I've been talking about this for a while and I am working on it in the background, but it's quite a complex thing. So what we're doing um, as a company is we're developing policies to work around, right? So one of our policies is um, network selection. Um, and that goes, you know, selection of the network goes along with the, with the you know, selection of the token that we want to, you know, validate with. So... Um, what this means for us and what we hope it means to our delegators is that we have at least done like our policies to at least do some sort of due diligence and only go into networks that we think may have a future. It's no guarantee. There's no big fucking stamp on there that says null's guarantee that you're going to um, be Lambo in you know, two weeks. But it does like 
we we want a bit we want our brand to be associated with quality networks. So that might mean that we might have to shut down on a couple of networks as well once we release that. And that's you know if that's what we have to do, then that's what we have to do. But we want to do like a due diligence report on all the networks that we join, and there's a lot of fucking labour involved with that. Um, so that would mean that we won't have as much of a presence around the place, um, and it might be to our own detriment again. But um, I think it's important, and I'd like to see other people um, go down the same path. It's it's tough though because. Whoa. Yeah. I was getting a really bad feedback noise. I thought that was me. I apologize. Um, no, I said it was tough though because a lot of times you don't know the potential of a network until round two, round three, round four. And once you realize that, you're not getting in, right? Like you already. So I think I like, I, I totally, number one, I totally agree with you because I want to be able to, I, I'm really large on utility chains and chains that have like kind of very purposeful purpose, not just maybe mixing tokens around. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's enough, to, there's enough chains and there's enough bridges and LPs and this and that, like how many ways can we mix this, the ingredients of this cake? Right. But at some point we got to bake something that actually has some really good utility and has like some really strong value and everything up between that point is giveaways and this and drops and we're mixing all this shit and blah, 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 blah. But in the end that does, that's not sustainable. Like it's just not, it can't, you can't have it just be constantly be, and you can have some of those be successful. Like osmosis, I think is going to be long-term successful, but there can't be there. I don't think there's enough to support six or seven of those types of ideas. Right. So, but that, that, to that point, you don't really know what is actually has good utility because some things pivot and then it takes some time and the development team grows and blah, 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 blah. And either you have to take a, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, if you take a Polkachu approach, which I think is like get involved in early on everything and automate and be there and then maybe get selective over time and say, I'm going to undelicate that stuff. But at that point, you're kind of in it. So why would you, it's just money coming in. So it costs her there. Or you kind of, start hedging bets and you re recognize which is what we do which is you pick things that you think have the right team the right involvement kind of you're making obviously you're making like an investment in an organization and some of those are winners and some of those are losers right and just hopeful that a couple of those work out and maybe you only need two or three right you, like i always look up to uh fray at needlecast i mean they're they valid i'd say they're huge um from a development perspective but i think they run on two networks Right. And you can be successful running on two networks if you have the right approach to it. But I, I, I'm with you. I always get worried that, that, uh, I'm always picking <laughs> the, not, not the right ones or the ones I get into. It's not, and I'm not really necessarily picking. It's like sometimes you just luck out, right? You just, you just happen to get into something where, you know, we missed out on Kujiro, which is because we weren't really big on the other side. Right. So, but we missed out on that, but, but, which I think has good utility to it. And, and like I get it. Um, but I don't know. It's it's tough to be a validator. I I 100 agree. Just to sum up, it, it, we've honestly, literally just had this conversation last week uh, at WhisperNode internally. It was okay. We need to be more selective moving forward. We may not cut any existing chains, but we're absolutely setting guidelines and you know what we're looking for in a team. Um, you know what their timelines looking like. What they what their team actually looks like, tokenomics, all of this sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be a lot pickier moving forward. You know, there's the spray and pray method, like you said, the book too, and he just is everywhere. And, you know, hey, it works. For it him. works. 
Um, very effectively. Yeah. You know, but, but it's also a lot of management depending on the size of your team. You know, we're a small team and I'm essentially the one managing pretty much the majority of our notes yeah. most of the time. So, you know, I can only do so much. Um, we have a few test nets running that look promising, but then again, you know, it's just test net. Um, those are, as a validator, I feel like test nets are kind of a great way to gauge something. You can yeah. run them cheaply. And then also you will probably get a delegation out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, for anyone so, that's thinking about being a validator, test nets. We are coming up on 90 minutes by minus two minutes. So um, unless we anyone's should... got like some final thoughts, they just want to put out there real quick. I'd say we probably wrap this up. Did we uh, solve governance? I think oh, we yeah. solved it, right? Oh, we solved, we always solved, every week we solve governance. Stamp solved, it. Solved everything. <laughs> Every week I get in trouble from the fray for going over. So <laughs> he's not even here though. Dad's angry. No, he was sending me a text. He's like, hey, <laughs> wrap it up. Just stop playing music. <laughs> like that, that old Chappelle skit with the wrap it up box. Wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> um, so thanks everybody for coming. Thanks for coming on, uh, Ghost Man. It's been, I think it's productive uh, talk about the, um, the whole uh, issue with like, uh, you know, voting power and stuff on networks. It's, it's not going to be one way to skin the cat and it's not going to be an easy thing to tackle in the end. But um, I think with a multi-pronged approach, I think we can find a way there eventually. Just every, lots of people need to have a say on it and we need to do it the right way um, without penalising people who also just want to sign blocks. So yep. um, in any case, thanks, thank, thanks to our five viewers for coming to watch us today. We really must figure out how the fuck to get more viewers. <laughs> because uh, you know, I think people need to hear what we've got to say because I think what we've got to say is important. In to, be, to be fair, our <laughs> YouTube views are are go up, and our podcast is doing really well. So oh, there are there are people. Just I, the live the live piece is not that is whatever. Which, who cares? We get the. I, I have I have ideas, and uh, I'd be willing to come on more often. So free shit. Can maybe NFT drop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally, man. No, just a wait. <laughs> <laughs> I got some free servers for anyone who wants to work. Yeah, right. I got a Contabo for you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming.